TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into our lives. And today we have a very special guest who's going to talk about autonomous auto oh let me start this again the autonomic nervous system in brain immune gut disorder man you think i'm a chiropractor or something so guys this we have a very special guest today is dr yo who practices environmental medicine um who practices environmental medicine actually in england before moving to sydney now she specializes in the management of allergies autism chronic infections and chronic fatigue conditions um she's gonna she's gonna Again, we're having someone who is actually a lot smarter than us on the show. So we're going to start off by having Brett ask the first question and introduce our first guest. Perfect. Yeah, so Christopher, I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, really looking forward to seeing you at the Mind Forum. That's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm really excited about emceeing uh, that and getting to meet and hear you speak because I just think it's going to be brilliant. Um, obviously, some of our listeners are already going to be aware of uh, nutritional and environmental medicine through uh, the Good Doctors show. Um, can you tell us more a bit, bit more about it though? Can you can you give us an explanation of how you see nutritional and environmental medicine, um, and then also uh, you know energy medicine you've spoken about in your bio as well? How would you define those? How would you uh, yeah tell us a bit about those? Okay, so well, environmental medicine. I often get asked, oh, what's that all about? Um, because I started off as a regular medical doctor and working in gastroenterology, and then I moved into nutritional environmental medicine. Uh, but basically, I would consider environmental medicine comprehensive medicine, because in, in a lot of medical specialties, we don't really assess people integratively or considering the whole. And then also, we don't, really, don't normally look for what's the actual underlying cause of um, someone's ill health. So in environmental medicine, we're really looking for, um, you know, asking a lot of questions, assessing people's internal as well as external environment, looking for toxins, chemicals, uh, what's in their food, what's their diet like, and also looking at their genes, um, other risk factors for why they're not well. So it's we're not treating people as per what diagnosis they have, but really looking for all the individual factors that make up the person. That's fantastic. That's a, it's a very refreshing um, point of view to, ta- to to hear. I think, especially for the Wellness Guys listeners, and you know they they're from all around the world, to hear that there's mainstream practitioners out there, chiropractic and naturopathic, and now also uh, general practitioners out there actually looking at the root cause of disease, which is, you know, looking at the environment of the person. And, and I think that's just fantastic. And, and thank you so much for doing that, Dr. Yeo, because that, that makes it so much easier for us all, which is excellent. In your bio, you talk about um, your understanding of energy medicine as well as chiropractic and a other range of allied therapies. Do you use chiropractic as part of what you do to help people out with, you know, allergies and uh, fatigue and chronic infections, all those sorts of things. Do you incorporate that as part of your work? Yeah, I certainly refer people to my colleagues who do that. I'm not trained myself in chiropractic or um, osteopathic medicine, although I, I have studied it in theory and attended courses 
you know, cranial osteopathic courses, that those kind of things. So I know what um, you guys are trying to do, and I think that's so, so, so key, like as a real foundational um, thing to help the nervous system basically in its governing uh, function of the whole body. So I don't, I don't do it myself, but, yeah, I certainly refer people for it. Yeah, that's great. But one of the things that most people don't realize is that um, obviously that the gut – you know, actually uh, is the, you know, the area that controls a lot of our immune system. Could you discuss, you know, what that's all about so that our listeners actually try to get an understanding of what that means? Yeah, sure. Well, um, probably in the last few years, there's so much out in the um, public media and, and general magazines from, um, you know, things like Scientific American, for example, had a really good article just a couple of years ago. Um, it was called How the Gut Second Brain Influences Mood and Well-Being. And I would really recommend reading that. But essentially, your, your, your gut is your second brain. I mean, apart from the fact that it looks all wiggly and, you know, a bit like how our brain looks, if you were to see a, a picture of it. I mean, the, it, there are so many neurons in the in the walls of the gut, which measures nine meters end to end. And I think there's over a hundred million neurons uh, in the gut wall. And that's actually wow. more than the entire nervous system outside of the brain. You know, so if you were to count up all the nerves end to end of the whole body um, outside the brain, there are more nerves in the gut than there are nerves in the body. That's profound. That's profound. That's a big, that's a massive call. And from a chiropractic point of view, and I'm a naturopath and a chiropractor, Dr. Yan. I don't know if you know that, but um, I've always loved the link between naturopathy and chiropractic. And for me, that's that's beautiful. That's amazing to hear that. I'm very, very excited about that. And I suppose that's the reason why you um, look at the nervous system in relation to allergies. Can you talk more about how the nervous system or allergies um, or both of these actually, you know, work hand in hand? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's easy to say, oh, we're, we're totally connected. But when you actually study all the, um, the mucosal immunity of the gut, if you study the autonomic nervous system, the neural pathways, uh, um, all the sort of messengers, all the neurological messengers that are zooming backwards and forwards, you actually start to build up all the small details of understanding what makes this big connection. So you get this big picture thing that um, that you know, we, we know about the gut-brain axis and what the Kairos are talking about, the naturopaths are talking about, and now, finally, the integrative um, doctors are talking about that, and it is making more mainstream science. Um, and when you see the big picture and you study all the small details, it just really solidifies the connection between the two, which, yeah, I really love that as well. So it's, it's not just the nervous system... Um, and the gut to do with allergies is also to do with the immune system because the immune system and the nervous system is totally hardwired in in the gut lining. So, you know, these two systems are, in fact, totally unified because it, it's like it's a, a complex defense mechanism unified through the nervous system and the immune system because we need to be able to sense our environment from the inside, not just 
the outside, not just us seeing, hearing, smelling, running away from danger, or you know, when when um, you see something that's like a flight or fight response, but it also has to go on inside our body. So whatever we put into our mouths, whatever goes into our gut, our nervous system has to sense the environment from the inside. And, and actually, it's not. We talk a lot about the gut and the inside, but it's not just the inside. It's it's all of your skin. It's the lungs. It's all the all the barriers that that you know um, are the interface of the inside and outside of our bodies. Yeah, that's that's awesome, Doctor Yo. And, and for us, it's so exciting to hear you talking about this stuff and to talking like that because obviously, as chiropractors, you know, we're just all about the nervous system. We love it. We're always talking about the feedback from the body and how that stimulates the brain and proprioception and all of those things that, that we've certainly talked about in other episodes. So that's just really exciting to hear. Um, I guess for the listeners out there, um, you know, we've we've spoken about the messages from the gut back to the brain and, and getting those right messages. You know, what are the keys to to getting the gut healthy, to getting those right messages from the gut heading back towards the brain? Oh, well, there's so many, so many factors in there. Um so if you if you think about the, our bodies like a whole ecosystem, um, and there's lots of feedback loops, and um, and the nervous system is the master controller of the feedback loops, and the homeostasis like the things that keeps everything in balance. So um, I see our gut as like the terrain. I mean, lots of integrative practitioners use the word terrain and, and it applies to all the, the water in the body, the cells in the body. But I see the gut really as a, like a whole live ecosystem. And you have to think about the good bacteria, the bad bacteria, and not just the bacteria, but what they're actually fed or not fed. That really changes their whole makeup. And it's not just about whether the bugs are good or bad. The bugs themselves and their genetic makeup, I mean, their genetic makeup makes up um, more than our entire human genome. Um, so if you count up all the bugs and their genes, they far, far, far outweigh our own genes. So if you're thinking about, oh, you know, um, I have a genetic risk of X, Y, or Z, but actually, you know, we've left out a huge part of the uh, picture, which is the bugs and what their genes carry. So how we feed them or don't feed them, that's really key. That's an absolutely amazing just to even understand the bugs actually. You know, when you talk about the bugs DNA and you actually compare that to the human DNA, that's, that's fascinating. But one of the things that I know it's happening in the world is that the amount of allergies that we're experiencing and, um, you know, especially in kids. And one of the, one of the I guess one of the points I've been, our science has been pointing to is actually because of the gut issues and possibly due to the foods that we're eating, possibly due to, you know, the, the antibiotics we've been using on, on the kids. You know, what, what would you say about that? Well, yeah, you, you come back to the allergy question again because I haven't quite answered it from before, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I don't think of allergies or sensitivities as a problem with the um immune system or just a classic way of having um, um, an allergic reaction like a peanut allergy or a bee sting allergy. I see an allergy or sensitivity response due to an autonomic uh, response. And so if there's an imbalance of the autonomic nervous system where you've got the fight or uh, flight sympathetic 
you know, runaway sort of end of the nervous system or the parasympathetic, which is the um, chill out, repair, regenerate, digest your food uh, and the nervous system. Now, if those two parts of the nervous system are not uh, in balance, then it's quite easy uh, to trigger responses. And those responses don't just get triggered because of an imbalance, but an imbalance has to be there in the first place. And then the next thing that has to come along is some sort of danger signal has to uh, happen. So the danger signal is really what we're filling ourselves with in this, you know, the, the way we, we eat these days and the chemicals and toxins and heavy metals and all the sort of non, all the food like food substances we're putting into our bodies, which our bodies were really never meant to ever have seen before or had to deal with before. So when you've got all these danger signals flooding the body and then the nervous system is already stressed out with living our stressful lives and you know being exposed to all sorts of um, perhaps Wi-Fi and electromagnetic frequencies and things like that, then you've basically got a fertile ground for people being very sensitive and eventually being allergic. It's um, it's almost a bit mind-blowing, mind-boggling, in fact, Dr. Yeo, from the point of view that it seems that one person could almost do everything wrong and not have anything go wrong with their body. But somebody might be doing everything you know, perceived to be right and still have allergies left, right and center. And it's very confusing for many people. And you mentioned one thing before, that there has to be some degree of imbalance. And when you said that, I thought to myself, oh, yeah, that must be the biota, that must be the gastrointestinal system bacteria that must be imbalanced that you're talking about. But then you went on to mention electromagnetic radiation, and then you said diet, and then you, and you said other things. So you're saying that this imbalance needs a, a, to be pulled apart. We need to try and find out what the missing link is, or how do we how do we find out what that actually is? Well, <laughs> that is my greatest challenge in life at the moment, and and my greatest interest. I mean, when you look at an individual, God, there's so many things to think about. Um, all the things that you've you've said and more. I mean, we haven't really discussed genes. And definitely genes are part of allergic uh, people's makeup. And some people um, are born with a full-on allergy and some people develop it later in life. And that's more in line with what I was saying with, you know, getting a lot of danger signals um, that the immune system and the nervous system get bombarded with. But um, the genetic factor thing is also very interesting because you don't necessarily just get born with a bunch of bad genes. I mean, these bad genes can also develop over generations. So it's not you, you can't just blame your your dad or your mom or your granddad. I mean, it, the blame goes all the way down the generations because there's this thing called epigenetics where um, nutrition and a number of environmental factors affect the genes. So how you eat... Um, and what toxic loads your body carries will actually affect the genes that you pass on to your kids. And therefore, kids can get more and more and more allergic as we go down the generations. And, and I think that's actually what we're seeing. We're seeing so many um, kids these days with more and more allergies and uh, neurological problems. 
Yeah, and the epigenetic factors are fascinating, Christabel, and, and we've actually done an interview uh, with one of our favourites, who's Dr. Bruce Lipton, who talks a lot about epigenetics, and, and that'll actually be coming up on our show in a couple of weeks, so sort of give everyone a bit of a sneak peek there, but they can definitely find out more about that. Um, but, you know, you mentioned something before, which was about the autonomic nervous system and the imbalance and that fight or flight response, and I guess that really pricked my ears, because we've spoken about that a lot on our show, and, and I guess all of the different things that can affect that fight or flight or that stress response in your body, and, you know, whether that's the amount of stress in your life, whether that's the amount of sleep you're getting, the sort of diet you're eating, whether you're exercising or not, you know, how much of your uh, practice, I guess, goes into all of those other areas to try and figure out what it is that's actually switching on that fight or flight response? Oh, I spend a lot of time um, talking to my patients to try and unearth all the things that need to be unearthed. So, so we usually, I mean, you know, it, it takes such a long time, but I usually do things step by step. So if we started off with the core foundational things like treating the gut with a good diet, good, good bacteria, good food, so on and so forth, having organic food, um, and cleaning out any possible parasites or infections in the body or the gut. And then from there, depending on, I mean, a lot of people get better just doing that because, you know, the, the surface area of the gut is such that it's so, it's so huge that if you clean that up, your immune system will be so, so much happier that the body just can start to take care of itself. But yeah, moving on to that, like what you're saying, I definitely ask questions about sleep and stress and exercise and sunlight exposure and EMF exposure and all, all of the, the things that can affect the autonomic nervous system. Yo, is there one particular stressor that you have found that is really, that I guess affects the, the immune and the gut? more so than anything else like would it be food or would it be internal stresses like you know belief systems or would it be the emf have you found like they are are they equally stressful to the body or are they one's harder than the other hmm that's a difficult question um i don't think that they're all exactly equal but i think one of the most pervasive and difficult problems to remove um, are heavy metals. Mm. So definitely stress, emotional stress, family stress, you know, work stress, that's really detrimental because once your body is on a feed-forward inflammatory um, cycle with that, lots of damage can be done. But at the same time, if a person's awareness and consciousness um, level in, in that regard has been, you know, increased, they can do something about it. But with heavy metals, it's pretty pervasive. It goes quite deep into the system, and in particular because it's quite neurotoxic. Mm. Um, it's deep into the nervous system, so it takes quite a while to to detox heavy metals and to treat it. It's quite hard, but, isn't it? It's a very difficult yeah. thing to do. It's, yeah, getting into the tissues. I've got a mate, actually, whose brother's got uh, Wilson's disease, and, and that's very, very fascinating, which, which is that copper overload. It's so hard to get that out. But um, that aside, that aside... We do hear a lot about allergies, and obviously there's the gluten allergies, there's now fructose, there's allergies to hay, allergies to cats, there's allergies to peanuts. Um, we hear these all the time. I was at a seminar just only yesterday, and I was listening to a lady speak about the hyperactivity of the sympathetic nervous system driving hyperactivity of the immune system, which of course, the hyperactivity of the immune system leading to allergies. 
What's your take on that? Well, I mean, that's exactly right. That's how I would see it. I mean, there, there are um, quite a lot of studies now and more coming out on, for example, how the sympathetic nervous system directly drives the inflammatory response. So that the sympathetic nervous system being the stress uh, stressor part of the autonomic nervous system, if you were to, let's say, block it by chopping it out in an experimental animal, for example, or give drugs to block to block it, like let's say uh, beta blockers, in, in animal studies, you see that the inflammatory response is just totally abated, it just dies down. So it's a really potent driver of inflammation. And then the other side to it is the parasympathetic nervous system, the one that all of us need much more of, you know, with yoga and meditation and the like. And Um, breathing, breathing's a good thing. Yeah, 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 totally. Reduction of caffeine, decrease in stress, change your alarm clock to something that's more soothing, you know, (laughs) all these sorts of things. They're the sorts of things that people can engage the parasympathetic nervous system with, you know. And it was interesting to me to hear that not only does the sympathetic nervous system in, in terms of its um, hyperactivity drive inflammation and is involved in you know the uh, immediate stress response um, but then the uh, the the downside to that where there's parasympathetic nervous system almost um, suppression when cortisol kicks in with long-term stress many people could probably understand that they're going through this when they start to realize that they can't fall asleep or that you know that their anxiety levels are now translating to waking them at two o'clock in the morning these are the sorts of things that people could be aware of that I've found, and maybe you might agree with that, Dr. Yo, that uh, there could be signals for them that there's stress in their body that's driving their allergies. Completely. I mean, allergies, uh, they they certainly wax and wane a lot, just as you see with a lot of digestive complaints. It waxes and wanes a lot according to the person's stress levels and how they're able to, to manage it. And I think often people don't realize that Mood disorders like anxiety or depression, they think that, oh, you know, they just have to live with it. But but it would be great if people realize that it's not really hardwired. You don't have to live with it. There's lots of changes that can be made to to help with it. So, uh, Dr. Yo, if someone comes into you and they've got perhaps some gut issues, you have a feeling their nervous system is out of balance, you know, what are, I guess, some of the most common tips that you're giving out to your practice members on a day-to-day basis that perhaps might be applicable to our listeners as well? What, what, what are the sort of things you're, you're regularly telling people? Um, so, changing the diet and pretty much going on to what you guys talk uh, about a lot, going on to a Stone Age sort of diet, whole foods, clean food, uh, real food, nice. not, not food like food, um, and and sleep. So if, if the sleep is disordered, then I'll use any way that I possibly can with herbal medicine, nutritional medicine, drugs if necessary, you know, refer for acupuncture, anything that, that might help um, get the sleep right um, and get sunshine um, for vitamin D as well as the other benefits of sunshine. And, um, oh, I could go on. There, there are quite a lot of things. I put them all as fairly high-rated priorities. So <laughs> I don't have a, I don't, I'm afraid I don't have a top two or top three. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, it, it all counts. 
Well, let's talk a lot. Of, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, probiotics. I mean, obviously, one of the biggest things that's being promoted at the moment is is the importance of probiotics. Is there a specific probiotics that you recommend to your patients? But more importantly, is there specific strains um, that you would pick over another? Because there's so many brands out there, and people, you know, people think probiotics is just one product, but they don't realize that there's so many different types of bacteria that, um, you know, and also different products actually contain different types of pro- uh, bacteria, and it could be totally different um it's not just going to the store and just buying probiotic and then getting that one it's there's so many varieties could you talk a little bit about that yeah sure i mean i think the first thing to uh, for people to understand is that the the bacteria in the gut there it's a, a massively complex complicated uh huge ecosystem of bacteria far 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 more than than you could ever get in the best probiotic um, so you could, you know, you could get a best probiotic with, with 10, 15 strains, but there's still going to be way more than that in the, in the gut. And the, the other thing that people don't realize is that the gut bacteria actually come from the soil. Um, and so when we are eating food uh, raw and when we're eating food that's fermented, naturally fermented, like the way our traditional cultures ate food, um, and also if we're eating food that isn't genetically modified because the the bacteria living on genetically modified food is actually different to non-GM foods. It's just um, it's because of the, the pesticides that are used in, in growing GM crops. So all the gut bacteria from the gut originate really from the soil. Um, so if you just if you keep that in mind and then okay and then you come back to okay well what probiotics do I buy? Again, that's actually very individual. I couldn't say say to someone what exactly they needed if I didn't uh, know whether they were suffering from perhaps fructose intolerance or had problems with um, gut bacteria imbalances or different parasites or different bugs, which you can actually measure with, with stool tests with doctors who practice nutritional environmental medicine. I love that. I love that. And, you know... Probiotics uh, appear to be the uh, the way of the future in terms of helping people control things. Uh, what what about the role of uh, particular types of oils? There's a little bit of controversy about whether or not we should be using fish oil or krill oil or other forms of omega three. Do you have a particular take on that? Um, okay, well that's moving away a little bit from the gut and bacteria. That's more perhaps to do with the building blocks of our cell membranes, our nervous system. And You're that's, right, probably so. Yeah, I did take that more down the anti-inflammatory pathway, and I probably didn't need to go down there. But, yeah, if we do consider that, maybe we could talk a little bit about that just quickly. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, certainly fish oil, krill oil, it, it's all quite, it's all good. It's all what we should preferably get in food. Um, in terms of buying supplements, I mean, I always encourage people to check their sources and that all their supplements should be verified by third-party testing to make sure that the fish oil or the marine oils that are used in the supplements don't contain the toxins and contaminants that unfortunately is all over in our seas today. So that the fish oil should be checked for heavy metals and dioxins and things like that. And if they're checked, then I would really recommend any fish oil or krill oil. Um. Dr. Yeo, I just want to ask you one more question. Um, obviously, you've spoken so far about 
um, you know, naturopathy, about chiropractic, about using different supplementation. And, and obviously, there's been a bit of uh, controversy, I guess, a bit of a media stir up recently in Australia about all of those topics with, uh, with some of the groups, that, you know, some of those sort of skeptic groups and groups calling themselves friends of science and all those sort of things. So, I mean, what are your take on, on that sort of political uh, dialogue that's going on in Australia at the moment? Well, firstly, it's not only going on in Australia, it's all over the world. Um, and having just come from um, a practice in England, I'd have to say that from the people I've met here and the conferences I've been to and just talking to lots of people in the general public, uh, the awareness um, of nutritional medicine and integrative medicine is, I have to say, better here than in, in England. Um, but from a political stance, I mean, you know, what, what can I say? There's always going to be vested interests where there is um, big bucks at stake. And so, you know, we just keep doing what we're doing. We just keep educating, raising the voltage of consciousness to do with health and perception of health and um, teaching people and they'll figure out for themselves. It's got to work from the ground swell up because it's not going to work from big um, every business down to us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great to have people like you on board doing the work you do, Christabel. It's, it's fantastic to see that support coming from the medical community as well, which it's I think wonderful. is just brilliant. Thank you so much. It's great. Dr. Yo, thank oh, you so much for... It. It's my passion. Yeah, Dr. Yo, thank you so much for being on the call. And uh, I mean, I'm sure our audience is going to get a lot of information out of this. And if you want to know more information about actually just not just about what dr yo has talked about she's going to actually be attending the mind international forum um it's going to be held in sydney between on 17th to 20th of may 2013 it's going to be an absolute minefield of, of speakers we already interviewed several right. speakers through the wellness couch episodes and podcasts and so there can be so many speakers there and uh, our very own dr brett hill will be actually uh emceeing one part of the uh, show so make sure you go and say hello so thank you so much for your time dr yo so if you want to know more about uh, the mind forum go to mind.org that's m-i-n-d-d.org and you will find information about the Mind International Forum 2013. As always, guys, make sure you go to thewellnesscouch.com. Leave your comments below this particular episode and tell us what you think. And carry on the conversation on Facebook as well. So let's talk a little bit about the gut um, problems that you might be having and how you have solved it in, in, you know, in the past as well. And always go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating for Damien because that's what he loves. And uh, until next week, begin creating wellness into our lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Dr. Damien Christoph here. Well, believe it or not, the 100th episode of The Wellness Guys is fast approaching. The best part about this incredible journey for us has been hearing the life-changing stories so many listeners have experienced. And now we want to interview you on The Wellness Guys show. All you have to do is record a short video or audio testimonial using your phone or your computer for us to use on our 100th episode. Email it to info at thewellnessguys.com to enter the draw to win a free VIP ticket to The Wellness Summit in Melbourne. This is on Saturday, August 17th. The value of this is $297. Plus, there are four AV recordings from our Gold Coast Summit valued at $147 each. Plus, one lucky winner will be interviewed by us on our 100th episode. So get to it and good luck.